Good morning, Raboisai. How's everybody doing? It's awfully quiet. Wow. Noam, say something. It's like it's like dead, dead. I, I, am I talking to myself here? What's going on? Okay. Good morning. Today's shir being sponsored anonymously. And also, for for one of the members of the share who's struggling with COVID in the hospital, Yaakov Yehuda Ben Gittel, for by Isaac Marashli, for a healthy delivery, healthy baby, and a healthy mommy, Freda Bat Mazel. Psurus Toivas should be Ben Mazel. Audrey and Keith Reich, Keith Reich, they, spon- they sponsored yesterday. You see what happens when you sponsor in honor of the engagement of the daughter, Hanasara to Yoshi, Yeshua Gedasi. And Parata Chodesh, Shia Greenfield, Green Star Electrical Contracting, Yossi Klein, Superior Plumbing from Munsi, Yishkach Yossi for everything you've done. Basically, the whole if you see this year in Shiva World News, it's all Yossi Klein's fault. If you see an ad in Ami, it's all his fault. He went bananas. He wants to spread Torah, that's his thing. So, Yishikach Yossi. Um, real quickly, we have some emails here, and I'm skipping, I'm putting these people in the front of the pile. Why? Because these are Rabbeim. I love emails from Rabbeim. If you're a Rebbe, send in an email if you're a Magadshir. I will try to put you to the front. Hello, Rebbe. I was again inspired by your appreciated words. I finished Masechus Brachas with you and made a beautiful scene for my family. I started Shabbos, but fell victim to the Yitzharis Taina to make up days. It kept falling in and out, only learning less than 30 blot. Same thing happened in Erevin. Barely covered seven blot. And it wasn't like I had great lumbus on those seven. But now I'm back. He's back for Pesachim. This I'm not so excited about where he says, and I got a head start by two blood, Baruch Hashem, to trick the Itzahara. I don't know. I mean, after all, if he falls for the same no chauffeur trick every Rosh Hashanah, how smart can he be? He's pretty smart. That's actually a, a real clever trick. He said, go ahead, go ahead. Stick with the oil. Everybody's on Davdal today. You do Davdal. Don't be oil, Chachem, do Davav. Trust me. The point of this email, besides reconnecting, and yes, you're 100% correct, we're our mishpacha, is to repeat what I've written in the past. The time you take for emails, because expenses and jokes is well worth it, and it's a mitzvah. Take my word for it. Our first grade rabbi in daily sealing innocence we all truly possess down deep, and how effective the little things are. Keep the great work. I'm confident you read the emails. I hope that this in return will give chizuk to me and so many others. Please extend my thanks to Rabbi Nachman Seltzer for including my email in his Yeshiva World article. I got thousands of responses about it. We're now starting the seven minute off. I mean, you're... Yes. You might have to come to my house. No. It's going nice and strong. Anybody see an issue with YouTube? I don't think so. It's bad? I don't know what to tell you. It's going very strong over here. No. It's fine. It's just in New York, the the cables don't go all the way to New York yet. It's under the water. You know how it goes. They have that, that thick cable, the 18T underwater cable. They're... New Yorkers, you don't see it? Oh, Ellie Dykman from Barrow Park saying it's fine. This is from Yerachmiel Lichtman. Thank you, Rebbe Ellie, for the shir. I was zeichel to learn Bracha Shabbos and Erev, and I joined you shir now. I'm a Rebbe in Philadelphia. And from Chicago originally, thank you. Here's a nice one from Simcha Frid, not a Rebbe or Magichi or anything. Dear Aveli, Rabbi if you have a great Maisa or a story how you just finished the Sechto, or you just, I don't know, you just got out of jail or something, and blah, blah, send in the Maisa. Dear Aveli, I started learning Daf Yoimi after going to the most recent Sima Shas and started listening to Yishir in the early stages of Brachas. When you opened up your first year in Pesachim regarding the arguments of the Yitzhahari, you directly hit on something that I, and I'm sure others, have felt before finally committing to Daf Yoimi. As someone who was not a great student in Gemara Yeshiva, I still had a desire to learn, but never found the right type of shir as to learn in depth was something that I was not successful as in the past. When I would consider learning Daf Yoimi, 
It was inevitable that I would hear someone who's good at learning remark that Dafiyaymi is not really learning. As they go too fast, and you're not going to retain much of anything that you learn. That happened to me. I used to sit in a coil in Chicago, and the coil guys used to come over to me and say, eh, it's a pastnish that you're learning Dafiyaymi. It doesn't pass. And now I was back in Chicago. A few of those coil guys told me they're in business now, and Halavai, they should have 10 minutes to learn a day. Anyways, there's always going to be a guy that comes over to you and tells you that you're not doing the right thing. That's, that is true. You're going too fast and I can retain. This comment would always deflate the motivation that I had and resulted in hardly learning for too many years. You go over to somebody and say something like that, you don't know what kind of effect it has. It's unbelievable. To hear you speak about this, being from the Eight Sahara showed me that you understand why many of us are only getting back into learning after many years. There's no greater joy than feeling that your neshama is connecting. And when you said that we could say, when we go to Shemayin, that we took out 45 minutes a day for our relationship with our Creator, it made me feel really good and further validated my feeling that I finally found my shear. Thank you, Ravelli, for understanding that it has held many of us back in the past and for creating a learning environment which makes everyone feel comfortable and at home. Simcha Fried, we'll see you at the Sima Shas. Forget all those naysayers. Raboy said, today's Dav Dalid, and we are holding, this is very rare, we should be holding the first word on the Amad, right where we need to be. Says the Gemara. Now, if I didn't have a chart, and if I was giving a share like it gave in Chicago without charts for eight years, so this is how this Gemara would sound like. Rav Barachua de Rebchia, Rav was the son of the brother of Rebchia, Ubarach and he was also the son of the sister of Rebchia, and when he went over there, he said, is Ivo alive? Okay, but we have charts, so let me show you exactly what's going on here. There were two people that were married. We don't know their names, but they had a kid, a girl. Her name was Ima with a Yud over here, sticking a Yud. The red had a red. There were other two people. One of them, Rashi tells us, is Rav Acha Mikafri. And he had a wife. And they had another kid called Ivo. What happened was, unfortunately, this woman and this, and this uh, husband over here, they died. Okay. Like that? Or maybe I should move this. Nah, that's fine. I think they are centered. You're not centered. Fine. All right, here we go. So what happened was, Rav Acham and this woman... They remarried, and they had the famous Rebbe Chia. So now Rebbe Chia has a stepbrother, his name is Ivo, and a stepsister named Ima. They are not related. The red and the blue aren't related. Red and blue create violet, so I made it in violet. Rebbe Chia is in violet. Again, so this couple had Ivo, this couple had Ima, and now they got married... The, the, the woman from this couple and the man from this couple got married and they had a child called Rebchia. But the stepbrother and sister got married also. They're not related. They're allowed to get married. And who came out of that relationship? Rav. The famous Rav. Godladar in Bavel. Rav. So Rebchia is Rav's uncle from his father's side and from his mother's side. Rebchia is his father's brother and his mother's the, Rav's mother is Rebchia's sister. Rav's father is Rebchia's brother. Rav Barachua de Rebchia. Rebchia was his uncle from his father. Ubarachasi, his uncle from his mother. Rebchia, by the way, I have to mention this real quickly. I keep on forgetting to say this. You know, like when you watch YouTube, they say smash that subscribe button. Well, smash that subscribe button, not because I'm going to make anything on it, because you need a, like a million views and whatever. That's not going to happen this lifetime, probably. But it's Kedai because we're learning Dafyaymi. And it, there's a shear every day. So it tells you, notifies you. Here, the shear is about to start. It's Kedai to subscribe. Subscribe. And when I mentioned, nobody corrected me. I mentioned that we are on Torah Anytime and all Daf and Kolal Hashan, and YouTube, and we have an app from Leon Welcher from South Africa, and we have a website, and we're podcast. Nobody even mentioned the podcast. We forgot about Zoom. Zoom is the number one thing. That's the, that is the place that you feel mishpacha, you see everybody else. So, 
Remember that. Anyway, subscribe. Says the Gemara, Kisalik Lahasam, when Rav arrived in Eretz Yisrael, I don't want to, I'm not a YouTuber, but I'm saying if you're already on YouTube, you might as well subscribe. It's Kedai. Otherwise, you're going to forget all of a sudden, Psachim Dafei, you forgot to watch it. Okay, I watched Psachim Davav, and then you start the whole cycle. Like this, you get reminded. We're continuing the sugya of talking with a refinement, speaking nicely. Says the Gemara, Kisolik Lahasam. So Rav, again, with this whole complicated Rebchia, his uncle from both sides, he goes there, he goes there to Israel to visit his uncle, Rebchia. Omar Leh, his uncle says, Ivo Kayam, your father, my brother, Ivo, is he alive? Omar Leh, Imo Kayemes, you're asking me about my father? Why don't you ask me about my mother? Rav is trying to avoid the question because, as we learned yesterday, you don't tell somebody bad news. You tell somebody, somebody who's nifter, ksil, you're considered a shaita. Omar Leh, Ivo, Omar Leh, Imo Kayemes, so repeats the question. Oh, what? What about my sister? Is she alive? Omar Leh, So he's dancing around there. He asked me about my, my mother, what he asked me about my father, he asked me about my father, what he asked me about my mother. Rebchia was a very, very smart person. He realized immediately that they're both nifta. They're not around. Omar Leh, so he tells his shamish on the spot, Take off my shoes. And I need to take a shower. What's going on here? Oh, he, was, he, was, he started schwitzing because his brother and sister were nifter. He had to go take a shower. He wanted to show that he's not in Avelos anymore. So he was in Avelos for a moment. Take off my shoes, I'm in Avelos. And now I need to show the world that Avelos is only for a few minutes. I'm going to take a shower. Bring me to the base HaMerchitz. Shema Minot says the Gemara, you see from here, Three halachas. Shema mina oval asu b'venilas asandal. You see from the fact that Rebbe told the shamish take off my shoes. An oval cannot wear shoes. Ushma mina shmur rechayka enonoy heges eloyoy mecha. These are all halachas in the Shulchan Aruch. If you hear a distant, not rumor, but you hear that somebody was nifter and more than thirty days ago, the entire avilas lasts for one day. You don't do shiva. Ushma mina mixas hayom kekulay. And a couple of minutes of that one day is enough. So it's three major halachas that we learn from the story of Rabbi Chia. Rabbi said, last night I was on a business call and a from guy on the call said, Oh, Rebelli, I watch Yashir, I listen to Yashir. So I said, oh great, Baruch Hashem, this, that. It wasn't more than three, four minutes into the shir, and this from guy starts dropping certain words. Like, if you listen to the shir, we just learned about refined speech, about, you have to internalize it, you can't just read it. That, that wasn't the main problem. The problem was it was on speakerphone. My whole family was listening to the conversation. Okay, that's a different stuff. Sure. Ahuda Omar Dunudini. So, we're, we're continuing this idea, it's very interesting. The way a person speaks, the language he uses, you could tell a lot about him. Like, Similar to the way a person's name shows who a person is, a person's speech also. So a person used to say, you don't like it? Take me to Bezden. Take me to, you know these guys, let's go to Bezden. Ami, so they said, Shema Midon Kaasi. He's from Shevet Don. Dechsev, Don, Yodin, Amoy, Ke'achad, Shiftei Yisrael. Comes from Shevet Don. Last night, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Mantros, we have tremendous Tamid Chacham in our neighborhood. It's a big schos. He came over to give me his brand new sefer, Amsochim. I said, give me one vart. So he said, I, on, this, on this line, Don Yadin, that he said, is it a good thing that you go to business all the time or is it a bad thing? He said, well, there are some people, he's a Dayan. He says, some people want to know what the halacha is because they don't want to be upset at somebody else. They have tightness on somebody. You're mazik me. I want to know what halacha says. If halacha says that, that guy doesn't know me, I'm done. I don't have a time. It's not, oh, take me to Bezin, take me to Bezin. It's more of like, I don't want, it's a Benodim Chaveri thing. I don't want to be upset at, at so-and-so. Interesting idea. We know a lot of these people. I want to build a mansion with the ocean view. I want a nice house on the ocean. Oh, Batku, Bashkichu, 
The mizbun kasi. It was it was genetic. It, it was in his genes to, to want to be on the water like zvulan duchsev zvulan lachayif yamim yishkoi. All right. So Rabbi Say, if today's your first day joining us, you re- you didn't really miss much of psachim. You missed that the word ar means night, and we had a sugya. But here's where the mesechta really starts. The sugyas of bir chametz, bdikas chametz, v'ash the kaimlon the kula alme. Or Urtu. Now that we know that not, the word or means night. Michti, Bain the Rebudu, Bain the Rebbe Meir, as we're going to see soon, this is Machlech's Rebudu, the Rebbe Meir. Chomet, Eino Yasur, Elam Sheshoshulamalo. Erev Pesach, we stop eating Chomet at a certain time, but Midairaisa, it's midday. Let's call it noon, just to, midday, six hours into the day, Midairaisa, you can't eat. Venivdek Bishis. So do bedikas chametz in the sixth hour. What do you gain by doing a bedika the night before? You can eat chametz from after bedikas chametz. You can eat pizza, donuts all the way till the sixth hour of the day. So why in the world are you checking for chametz? Now what's beautiful about Masechtas Psachim is that we're so familiar with most of these concepts, but maybe we'll have better understanding of them. But at least we know what they are. Vichitema zrizim magdim lemitzvahs. You'll say somebody that's very meticulous with mitzvahs. He wants, to, he wants to do it earlier. So he's jumping the gun, he's doing it all the way at night. Nivdaik mitzafro. So you want to jump? So do it in the morning. So do it the first thing in the morning. Why are you doing it at night? So that you don't wait till noon, do it at Alois. Do we have time? I'll just tell you a half a story because most of you are familiar with the story. But when I was 10 years old, my parents made Aliyah Teretz Yisrael. And my father, if, you, if you've seen him at the, at the, at the Siyum, he's a person that wears towels and fillin' all day. He's a Kaddish, he sits with his Gemara, that's all. So, so we, we come to Bnei Brak and he has this new Chumrah. He, he heard that the chickens, when they come off the truck, they chuck the boxes off the truck. And that could be a problem of Trefa. Vestas just looking at me. You hear this? Rav <laughs> Trefa, you ever heard of this thing? It, it jolts up their bones. Maybe they, they can't walk. He says, Elio, we got to go to the factory at 3.30 in the morning. So we go to the factory at 3.30 in the morning. He knocks on the door. He says, listen, I want to check your chickens to see that they can run. They started rolling. Sugar, what? get out of here. Who are you? He says, no, 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 I need to check the kids. He convinced them. He starts taking out these chickens, and they're dead. They're, they're like sleeping. It's 3 in the morning. He takes them out of the box, puts them on the floor, and they're not moving. New Elio, you see? They're trephus. They're all trephus. I said, no, but they're, they're, they're sleeping. No, 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 they're trephus. Kids, are, he, he let his guard down for a second, and one or two of them jumped up and ran away. So now you have chickens running between the shaykhtim and the machines, and he's running and killing. Needless to say, they never let him in again. But that was 3.30 in the morning. You gotta go check the chickens in Bnei The rest of the story we'll say a different time. Upon him, so maybe you have to. So do it in the morning. Why at night? How do we know this? So bris mila is during the day. You could do mila all day, but if you're careful with mitzvahs, you do it early in the morning. Avram got up early in the morning when? Alois, before Nate. He got up before. But it was, but that's it. You don't have to do it at night. So we know that Bdikas Chom says night. But why? Here's the reason. Right here. Omar Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. At night is a time that people are not at work. They're at home. So it's a great time to tell them to do it. And as the Gemara is going to describe later on, it's better to do with the candle than with the light of the sun. So, it's nice and dark, people are at home, that's when we do the B'dika. Omer Abay, Hilkoch, Haitzur Mimirabot, and therefore, if you're a Talmud Chacham, Loi Liftach Bidonei Bu'urto, the Tleisar, the Nagi Arbeisar. The Tleisar, the Nagi Arbeisar. In other words, the night of the 14th, don't start learning. You have Seder, that, that's not when, a, you don't start learning. Why? You'll get so involved in your learning, and you'll forget to do the Dikas Chometz. 
So if you open up the Shulchan Aruch, you'll see right away, if you can't start learning, then certainly you can't start a meal, you can't take a bath, you can't do malacha. And the, the Shulchan Aruch brings, you should probably start a half hour before the mitzvah. And what if you're somewhere that you're not even doing bedikah? The kids are, you, got, you have to be careful not to do anything until you do bedikah's chametz. We just mentioned Rav Nachman Yitzchak many times. That's how the Gemara works. We said the halacha of Bidikas Chametz. Now, there's other halachas that Rav Nachman Yitzchak mentioned. Very interesting stuff. A lot of people. Guy, somebody goes to a hotel for, for, for Yantav. He goes to Orlando. He rents a house in Orlando. Bar Ba'asar. Comes, he shows up. When is he going to show up? He shows up every Pesach on the 14th. Ami Livdai. Who had the Chiyov to do B'dikas Chametz? Alamaskir Livdog, the Chamir Dedeu. Is it the owner of the house, the landlord, because he owns the Chametz? If this Chametz in the house, it's his, so it's his responsibility. Or perhaps it's the renter that's M'chuyev to do the B'dika. Why the Yisur B'shuzkai? At the end of the day, the Chametz is in his possession. It might not be his Chametz, but it's in his possession. And that's the problem. Says the Gemara Toshma, perhaps I could bring a raya from mezuzah. If you rent a house, and we know this halacha as well, who has, who has to provide the mezuzah? The renter has to provide, the landlord doesn't have to provide a mezuzah. Says the Gemara, mezuzah is very different than chametz. Mezuzah is because I live in the house, I have to provide a mezuzah. A house without a resident is not mechuyev. If I have an empty house somewhere, I don't have to put a mezuzah on it. It's the person that lives in the house that creates the chiyuv for mezuzah. Rashi brings a pasuk, Rashi also says it's the shmira. It's there to protect you. It's not protecting the landlord, it's protecting you. By the way, there was one of the, I should say, I don't know, I, want to, I don't want to use the Lushan, strange. One of the hardest things that I've ever heard from Reb Chaim Kenevsky, I couldn't believe my ears, and I had somebody go back and ask Reb Chaim Kinevsky if it's true that he said it, and he said yes. Till this very day, I have no clue why. But he said, in a case where somebody had his friend watch $100,000 for him, put it in a safe, and in the middle of the night, somebody came and took all the money out of the safe, and they found out that the mezuzah was puzzled, so Reb Chaim Kinevsky said that the guy owes him all the $100,000 because he didn't provide the proper shmira for that room. I, I, I completely don't understand it, but that's Shitas Reb Chaim Kinevsky. In other words, he's taking this idea of shmira to the next level. It's not just, oh, it's a, some sort of Kabbalistic shmira. It's a shmira for your house. You're a shomer. You told somebody you're going to watch his money. That means he, he expected you to have that shmira on the door. A guy with a gun. A mezuzah with a kashbaru's name and it's kosher, and you didn't provide that, you're chayv. Okay, take it up with him. But I'm just saying this idea of shmira. Hachamai. But what about when it comes to bedika schametz, which is only the rabbanon, as we're going to see over and over? That midar raisa, it's enough to just say it in your heart. I'm a the chametz. I nullify it. It's garnished. Rabbanon said you should go do a bedikah. For whatever reason, we're going to get there. Amar Luhu, so what's the halacha? Who's mechuyiv? Amar Luhu, Rav Nachman by Yitzchok, Tanina. We learned it. It all has to do with the keys. According to Rashi, it's like sort of a king, and that's when the rent starts. According to Taisus, it's more of a practical thing. I can't check a house if I don't have a key. So whoever has the key, he's the one that has to check. So, it says in the fortune of Brisa that it depends when you got the keys. If you received the keys after the 14th started, in other words, the 14th is when the Chi of Chometz, B'dikas Chometz, was already initiated. So who had that Chi when it came in? If the landlord was holding onto the keys when that moment happened, then it's the landlord's responsibility. If you came to Orlando on the 13th, two days before Pesach, now it's your responsibility. And if he received the keys afterwards, uh, sorry, if he had the keys first and then later on was the 14th, then the renter has to do the bedikah. 
So another question they asked from Yitzchak. Another great question. Somebody who rents a house on the 14th. Do we have a chazaka? Could we establish that most Jews, it's a very exciting mitzvah, it happens once a year. People take care of this mitzvah because chametz. I could assume that if I walk into somebody's house, I rent somebody's house, it's already checked. Says the who cares? L'shaili, go ask him. He's right here. Okay, the lesser I, I can't ask him. He's gone. He, he disappeared. It was, a, it was an internet transaction. Go pick up your key. I, never, I don't have a chance to ask him. Does the second guy, the renter, does he have to be matriach himself and start checking the house? It's a mafurish It says, Anyone, everybody, has nemonos, we could believe them, that they did bir chomets, they did bigas chomets, afilu noshim, even women, afilu avodim, afilu ktanim. Now this is a tremendous chiddush. A woman, evet katan, don't have nemonos when it comes to edos. So why should I trust them here? Says the Gemara, my time Typically they don't have nemonos. All of a sudden now they have nemonos. Obviously, says the Gemara, it's not because we trust them, per se. It's because there's a chazaka that the house is checked. So we just turned to the Abdalim and based sponsor of Nishmas, Ruchamachai, Fruma, Bas, Rebdoiv, Pinchasi, Badal, Chaim. Ruchamachai, Fruma, Allah, Shalom. Rabbi Chil, Shraga, Ben Avram, Alevi, Allah, Shalom. And the second sponsor is Kalma from the five towns, Lili Nishmas, his father, Menachem Mendel, Ben Simcha. And the third sponsor of turning of the daf is by the fine and pearl families in the schus of Rafur Shlema from Mindel Elka Bas Edel Shishirav or Rafur Shlema. The Kosovar Hakol Stop the middle of a line. Not good. So, why should I have a chazaka? Because there's a concept called a chaver. We learned about a chaver many times. Chaver is a person who's very makbid on. On so you could use that terminology here as well. People are chaverim when it comes. Everybody goes out and buys that because Hamid's kit with the feather. I have no idea what it does. And the candle and the bag and the this. And everybody knows about the 10 pieces of bread. People are makbin on it. It's something that everybody does. Hakol chaverim im It's not very few amaratsim when it comes to bidigas chametz. <clears throat> What's this chaver? Says the Gemara, the side of chaver shemes. A person who's makbed on, 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 on tahara and everything else, and he dies. Viniach migura meleir peres. He left over a whole storehouse full of fruit. And they were in a position of chiyuv truma. They smoothed it out, whatever it is. Even though he just harvested that day, and never he got a heart attack right afterwards. Hareim becheskas mitukanam. I could assume that this chaver, he's not going to let it go, he's not going to leave this world without taking trumas of maestros. Fine. So if he has a chazaka, his fruit have a chazaka, so does everybody's house when it comes to chametz, and bedikas chametz. says, Gemara Memai, who told you that in this situation we believe them, it's because there's a chazaka. Dilmoshani hacha, amriani. The woman said, there's a bedika here. That's why we trust that is a bedika, not because we, we're using a chazaka. Says the Gemara, wait a minute. Why should I believe what she says? Nowhere else in the Torah do we believe. Maybe one case with the Shinemena or whatever it is, but typically there's no Nemanas. Elamai, the Cheskasi Baduk. So, 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 wait, so what is it? We have a Braisa that says we believe a woman and a child, that is a bedika. And you tell me there's no chazaka. There's no chazaka, so we trust her, but we don't trust her. So there is a chazaka. What, what's going on here? So you tell me there's chazaka. If so, then you missed the point. So then why does the Brisa use a lotion of they're trustworthy? There's nothing to do with trustworthy. A house has a chazaka. Regardless if there's a woman there, a child there, a servant there, an evid, the house itself, without anybody there, without anybody opening up their mouth and telling you what happened, if I walk into a Jewish home, 
I have a chazaka on the house that there's a there's chavitz going on here. Nothing to do with the woman. So why are you sticking in this idea of she's neman? She's not neman. The house has a chazaka. Elamai, mishum amira dahani. So you, yes, so we have to go back and say no. It doesn't fit into the words. So it has to do with her amira, his, the little child's amira. He said it's badak, and we trust him. Holy amrehan eloi. And if, if, they don't, if they didn't say anything, we don't trust them. So, so, so then in the reverse, we have a reverse raya. That there's no chazok at all. Only in this specific case, because the woman said something, we trust her. Says the Gemara, I'm going to take it all back. I'll explain it to you. There is a chazok on a house. If, somebody said, if you rent a house from another Jew, most likely... He checked the house, he left it clean from Hametz. This is a chazaka. So then why do I need the woman to say something? This is a specific situation. He saw the guy leave. He left, he's gone. He went on vacation. And he got stuck in a different country with COVID or whatever. He never came back. So you know that most likely he didn't check the house. You have good reason to believe he didn't check. He didn't check. This is a chazaka that he didn't check. And then the woman and the child and the 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 evet Rehani Fine. So they came on that no chazaka. They have nemanas. Mao the same We shouldn't trust them at all. She's not trustworthy for for etos. Komash malon Rabbi said this is one of these sugyas that uh, the article wished that it wasn't didn't exist. They probably used different words instead of isha. They probably used the chaveisvos. It's not politically correct. But I'm going to tell you a nice pshat here in a second. Says the Gemara, Keeping the B'dikas Chomets the Midrabanon, the whole B'dikas only Midrabanon, the Midrais of Ebitu Ba'al Masagi, all you need to do is say it in your heart, that you're Mavatal. Hemnu Rabbanon, Midrabanon. So over here, Rabbanon went light on you. They were relaxed. Why? They invented the whole idea of B'dikas Chomets. So they invented it and they have the right. Who asar, who hitir, hapesh asar, hapesh hitir. They say that there's a chiyuv b'dikas chametz. They also said we're going to trust the woman. Why? So Rashi says over here. That what? Instead of just saying that they believe that it was checked, now it's saying that they believe that they checked it. Okay, what's the difference? Yeah, but it's not like. Uh, I don't see a big difference. I mean, it's not like one of these, uh, like shchita or something else. But okay, here let me let me finish this and tell me if you maybe there's a little bit better understanding here. It's just one nakuda that will touch upon what you're saying. Maybe Rashi says that the, the pasuk uses a lashon of tashbisu. Tashbisu says Rashi is in your heart. You could take care of it just by thinking that the chametz is gone, it's nothing. Taisus says that it's, it's a halacha of hefker. I say that my stuff is hefker, I don't want it anymore, it's hefker. Gone. So the rice, that's all I need to do. I mean, mafker, I say, Shalom Yisrael, it's not mine anymore. I, when it comes to hefker, you have to say it in front of three people. Like here in Israel, I don't know if they do it in America. Like if you want to toivel kli, so all of a sudden on the WhatsApp group, one day I'm looking at the WhatsApp group, it says, oh, I, a bunch of pots, a picture of a bunch of pots on my front door. Like what's going on here? So what, I should come take it? Oh, no, 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 because the Allah says you have to be mafkir, so I'm being mafkir in front of three people for 10 seconds. Now it's, I'm going to grab it. Now I don't have to be toivel it anymore. Great. So, but you have to do it in front of three people. No WhatsApp. It says Taisvis. That's midaraisa. Midaraisa, you don't need three people. Fine. I saw a beautiful word in the run. Listen to this. This gives us a great idea here of what's going on in terms of this bittel. Says the run, what if you steal your friend's chametz? You have a friend, a, a guy, a shegitz, a guy, duh, he doesn't want to do b'dikas chametz. He owns a store. You walk into the store on Pesach, and he didn't do b'dikas chametz, and you grab a bag of cookies. Are you a Ghanav? No, you're not a Ghanav. You know why? Because it's not his chametz. 
Gosh took it away from him. Gosh said, it's not yours, it's Pesach today. You don't have a right to own Chometz. Says the Ram, but Gosh gave it back to you so that you're over the Isser. So when you say, Avatl, my Chometz, you're just saying to the Rebbein Shalom, take it back. You took it away, you only gave it back to me so that I could be over Isser. I don't want that Isser. So just by being Avatl, I don't need three people now. It's not typical hefker where I have to say I have I own something legitimately, and I in order to take it out of my rishos I have to t- say it in front of three people. That's not what's going on here. You barely own it. You own it on a on a, on a thin thread that Hakadosh gave it to you so that he could punish you if you don't. So now I'm just being mevatel it. I say I don't want it. Levi kafir da'ara, and by be myself with in my own heart that works in this specific case. I thought it's a beautiful idea of how bittel works. When it comes to Chomet. But there's another Taisvis here. And Taisvis, if you look like four lines down from where it becomes wide, what's going on here with these women? And Taisvis says, very interesting, brings in Yerushalmi. Mikal Makaim, like two lines down from Mikal. We wouldn't trust these women. Why? It's very difficult. You have to be very, very careful. And this you have to read very low, very, very low. They're lazy. They're lazy. You see these women working from Hanukkah cleaning the chametz. They go in every nook and cranny. What do you mean they're lazy? You're lazy. So, the Rabbeinu Peretz, one of the Balayatoyches says, Pshat is, that they are lazy to the halach of Bdika. They say to themselves, we just worked for four months cleaning the chametz. I'm going to go now do a bedika at night for two hours? What are you, crazy? That's their laziness. Not that they are physically lazy. It's beautiful. explains this idea, the tesis, the, the discriminating against women, biased, lazy. No. This idea of, it makes a lot of sense. Us men, we don't lift a finger. Oh, Shem Aleichem, here we are. We're checking the chametz. And then we have ours. But you didn't do this draw well. Shkayach. But they check the chametz. They want the, you're the lazy one. Okay, fine. Iboilu. If the, by by chance there's some woman watching so the, for her. Iboilu. Hamasker Very interesting question. You know, a couple of years ago I remember the mice over there. I don't know if we want to go into it, but in Orlando, a bunch of people showed up, and there's no there's no matzah, no maror. Some guy pulled the fast one on them. Remember the Meissen, with people had to send them the last minute. There was Chaverim helicoptering in wine. for They didn't have Pasha Dali Kaisis. It was a mess. So, here's the story. Mamish's story. Hamasker, this happened in the time of the Gemara as well. Hamasker buys the Chaverim. I rented a house, a vacation home for, for Pesach. Becheskas Baduk. You wrote on the, on, the, on the website that it's going to be nice and clean for Pesach. Umatzai Shein Baduk. You come, there's pretzels everywhere. It's not checked. Mao. Me have a Did the transaction not occur at all? It's a mechachtaos. Are you like? Toshma. Certainly in a place where it's not acceptable to, to hire people to check. Like in nowadays, I don't think people are like that. They don't hire the biggest chametz company to come in and check. People love doing the mitzvah with their own body. So certainly in that case, the transaction is chal. Okay, so you had a guy that pulled a fast one on you. But it's still a rental. You cannot get out of this. But it says even in a place where it's acceptable to hire people to check. And you pay, you pay them. You pay him for that. Not, okay, there's a whole need done exactly. What's going on here? Ah, you paid. It said on the on the website that it's perfectly clean, and you probably paid a couple extra bucks for it. And the guy pulled a fast one. No, it's not a mekhtas. Why? Because I know deep down you wanted you you want to do the mitzvah. What kind of business? Ah, but I don't. I said it before. I'm paying extra for it. So Rashi sticks in a word here. This guy, he has a trick up his sleeve. 
He wants to get out of the rental, not because he's upset that the guy didn't do Bidigas Chametz. He's, he, he found the nicer mansion down the block. The one, you know, in Orlando, they have the bowling alleys in the basement. The whole, you could, he didn't know that. He only got the one with the pool table in, 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 the, in the garage. He wants the bowling alley. So he tells the guy, oh, I found three pretzels. You told me there's no pretzels. I found three. I want out. Says Rashi, oh, this guy's playing games. That's why it's not bottle. And it's a good Mecca. It's not Hassam. Here we go, Rabbi Isai. The sugyas of, of Pesachim. So Erev Pesach, Midaraisa, you have to burn the Chomets on the seventh hour, the beginning of the seventh hour. But we say, you could eat up until the sixth hour. Sixth hour starts burning it. One hour early. That's Remeir. One hour. Rabbi Yudah Oimer, Arba, you can only eat the fourth hour. Vitoilin Kol Chomets, the fifth hour. It's nishtahi nishtaher. It's hanging. You can feed your animal, but you don't eat any any chametz. In other words, they both agree that you start burning it in the sixth hour, the beginning of the sixth hour. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, we got to be careful. You don't know, son, not son. You're gonna get confused with the time. We added two hours as a buffer, so you don't, by mistake, bust it and eat chametz in the sixth hour. Says the Gemara. The Kuli Alma Mir Chamesh Meshay Shoyis Ulamalo Osir. Everybody agrees that six hours end the story. Not for sure. How much did the Chachamim add? Okay, that's it. But Midaraisa, sixth hour. Minalan. Where did you get this in the Torah? So we're going to have five Pirushim. Where do we get this from? Today we're only going to do one, maybe two. Omar Abayah. Trey Kroik Sivi. There's two psukim that seem to be a contradiction. Here they are. It says in the Pasuk, in terms of Bir Chomet, Shivas Yomim Sa'ar Le'imotzi Shouldn't find any Sa'ar. We're going to go into that at 11. But it says, Mufur Shivas Yomim. In other words, there's not a moment in Pesach that you're allowed to have Chomet in your house. Shivas Yomim. The entire seven days. All of a sudden, and that is Shemois Perkut Beis Pasuk Yutes. But before that, in Pasuk Tes Vav, it says Ach Bayoy Marishoin on the first day of Pesach Tashbisu Sar Mebotechem. What's going on here? It says Mefurj in the Pasuk you should do Bir Chametz, burn Chametz on Pesach. In other words, there's a few moments of Pesach after Lel Seder. You come in Kadish Urchatz this. You, you do it. You eat your matzah. And then you go and you burn your chametz. That's what it says in the Passover. On the first day of Pesach you burn. Not before. Says the Gemara, Muzdach Zayin. It, it, it's obvious from this Passover, since it already tells the Shemus Yomim, it has to be that Bayoim is not referring to, and we're going to go into it. It's not just a doichak. It really makes a lot of sense. This is how the Torah talks. Bayoim is referring to Erev Pesach. Oh. On Erev Pesach you burn the chametz. Why the sixth hour? We're going to learn tomorrow. Ach, the word ach, chilek, it's half the day. Okay. But because of this, the, the explanation of Bayoim Arishan tells us it's on the 14th, that's what we need to know for today. Okay, it's at how's it possible? The Torah is telling us that the 14th day is when you burn the Chomets. Maybe the Torah is telling us you should burn the chametz at the Seder, after Seder, during Seder, but at night, not before Pesach comes in, after Pesach comes in. Why would I think something like this? Look at this word. Shivas yamim. It's a daytime iser. Maybe the whole chametz is a daytime iser. You have to do, you can't have chametz at night, say the night not. Says the Gemara, um, the truth is we could do this, this is a sugi for tomorrow, it goes in. So let's just, let's just stop over here for today. Raboisai, it's been wonderful, have a wonderful, wonderful day, and now no one fix, we'll say something to him.
Thank you. If you're wondering who that is, that is Yeshua Aaron Price. No, you got some feedback about your, fa- you became famous. Yeah. The impetus, the impetus. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, I didn't read your email. You're right, you're right. You want to you want to write it again? R- write me another email with a new guy because you only gave me two names. Bezer Hashem tomorrow, I'll do the shout out to them. It's always a beautiful thing when new guys uh, are mitzdarif. Oh, you know, that, that's not nice. If you're a true friend, you wouldn't do that to them. Shmuley Burnout, it's great to see you. Wow, wow. We got a chazaka going here. Three days in a row. Beautiful. You got to stick it out. Stick it out. It's unbelievable, Masechta. It's great. Rabbi Yosef Kessler, Shalom Aleichem. So one minute. So it was your child. It was your kid. It was. Okay, there's a correction there. Fine. I got it. So wait a minute. Your son lives in Houston? Who lives in Houston? Your brother or your son? No, I, have, I don't have a brother. My son Eliezer Kessler lives in Houston. All right. He's the guy from the sanitation? Hold on, Rabbi, Rabbi Kessler. Is your son your son is your son the one that works in the sanitation department? And he does, he's an he's a engineer over there and he does the daf in between, that guy. Beautiful, beautiful. Shkoyach. Well, you can't say, you can, that's my line. Can't, can't use that line. Who? Someone is surprised. Come to Big Seven is today. You already called me. Is it the bobblehead? <laughs> oh, I the bobblehead. Finally, finally, going to come out who it is. I saw I didn't, I didn't have time to, to print it. We'll have to get to that. In the book you got, in the photo book, there's a hint for who it is. Uh, uh, Yisrael, are you hinting to me something? Yisrael, are you hinting something? Oh, time out. It's so posh it. It's so posh it. Listen, who is excited about me wearing a strimal? It's obvious. It has to be a strimal. <laughs> Wait, time out. Didn't you get it? Time out. Didn't you get that strimal in that store? What's it called? Um... Osharad, exactly, Osharad. It's a bingo strimal, come on. Yisrael, you didn't, you didn't, I know you, you didn't spend $5,000 on a strimal, there's no way. Oh. 
<laughs> Ellie, Ellie Dykeman. Uh, Ellie, I want to talk to you a second about uh, Safros. How how big is the Sefer Torah that you could actually read without straining your eyes? How many? Fourteen. Without straining your eyes. Because over here they're saying it should be 36, 36 centimeters. Average people, average people. Well, the question is if your Rav Sefer Torah could it be red or just beautiful? Uh huh. That's what I was asking. They do. When do they use it? Really? Wow. Weisberger? I noticed him. I noticed Rabbi Weisberger. Shalom Aleichem. How you doing? I don't wanna I don't wanna put you on the spot and embarrass you in front of the island, okay. Ah just like in the video. He wasn't lying in the video. <laughs> Ellie, how come you don't wear the jacket? Is that the problem? It's it's just a money thing, just a money issue, Mark. What's going on here? No, you should know it only works. It works with the Hasidish Yingaman with the long beard. Imagine if Rabbi Avram Weisfish was wearing the jacket. The contrast between the beard and one of these sport jackets, then people are like, what is going on here? And then they look and they see the eight minute and it's Tyra. Stam, a guy, a clean-shaved guy that's wearing one. Yeah, okay, fine. It's, it's, it's football. I don't know what. Nobody cares. Oh, I got to shut off this YouTube. Hold on a second. <laughs>